Reach Up the Slides podcast with your girl and Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Reach of the Sons podcast with your girl and with an E. Now, of course, the usual reminder, if you are regular, you know this by now, that I'll remind you that if you want to start your own podcast, using Buzzsprout as your podcast host is one of the easiest ways that you can get started. Um, You can click on the link in the show notes and it will make it so much easier for you. Now, let's get into today's episode. My guest is Mark Chingumbe from Zambia. In this episode, we learn that as most African students, he also wanted to pursue a medical career. That did not come to pass and instead he went into the field of agriculture sciences. He pursued a BSc at the University of Zambia and his research was on evaluating sweet sorghum genotypes for high grain yield and bricks content. Now for some people who might not know what that is, Mark will tell us more about this work and also the importance. Further, we discuss the public perceptions of using sorghum as an alternative to maize. We, we hear Mark's opinion on the need of support by governments to young people who want to pursue an academic career in the field of agriculture. Lastly, we discuss some of his future aspirations um, to further his studies as well as the other plans. And this might involve in me calling him Your Excellency 20 years from now. Now, to find out about all of this and so much more let's take a listen hi mark welcome to the show hi um thanks for having me uh, it's a pleasure i'm so excited to have you onto the show and for everybody to get to know more about you and everything that you do so um for the purpose of us just diving right in can you give us a brief introduction about yourself so um you know where you're from what are you currently doing you know your name your surname okay so i'm uh, i'm mark chingumbe I'm from Livingston, Zambia, I'm currently based in Lusaka. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in agricultural sciences. Um, I majored in uh, plant sciences. And right now I'm just uh, doing some projects with a Portuguese company called Exgens. And okay. yeah, we'll see where things go from there. Ah, fantastic, Mark. Well, we're going to get into all of the things that you do. But for people to get to know you, obviously away from the science um you mentioned that you love art you know so i just want you to tell us what type of art are you into okay um type of art i like one music um music and photography um yeah i like to take photos i take a lot of photos with my phone ever uh, for the music mm. part, I remember once I even tried being a musician. Didn't work out so well, but yeah, I love music. <laughs> what type of music were you going to go into? I was actually going, I didn't have a good voice. I couldn't sing, but I mm. like rap. So I was going to go into hip hop. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I did a few songs, but it didn't work out quite well. So, but I still have <laughs> Oh, that's cool. So you got some bars in you, hey? 
I used to have some bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's really really cool. That's pretty exciting. Um, and you know, you said that you also like to take photography. So is this like a hobby, or is this something that you like to do? Maybe possibly venture into something like professional or something. Well, not really. I think it's just a hobby for now mm. because. I don't know. I just there's just something about pictures, you know. Say pictures with a thousand words, and I like yeah. to keep my memories like that. So I take a lot of photos. I have taken some uh, professional photos though, or I was the model in mm. this case, and it was it was fun. It was really fun, and I look forward to doing it again. Fantastic. So um, now, just to bring back into the science and you mentioned that you are um you are in agriculture and the agriculture field but before all of that happened um did you always know that this field of science is something that you want to do um what were some of the influences that actually got you into this field okay um i didn't at first i never even thought about being in agricultural sciences I actually wanted to be a medical doctor, like most Sanyu mm. kids. And so uh, our first year at school, University of Zambia, I didn't make it into medical school. It was very competitive that year. It was like the best year they ever had. So yeah, mm. I didn't make it. And then I had other options. I could do pharmacy. I could do biomed. Anything else apart from human biology. And for me, I was, I was a non-starter. I wasn't interested in any other thing. I think it must have been, I was home that day and then I was reading a, my high school book. I think I was in 11th grade. There was an essay that we had to write and they were asking us things that we wanted to do. Apparently I had put medical, medicine and uh, agriculture sciences as my two options. I was like, wait a minute. Oh. I thought about agri then. And then I I researched some more ten Turns out my, my parents actually did agriculture sciences, both of them. So I was like, you know what, <laughs> let me just go into this food and give it a try. And I haven't looked back ever since. Mark, uh, young Mark from grade 11 knew that this is something that um, you wanted to do into agriculture and your parents. So some of the, so, so your parents were like an underlying influence, if you can put it like that, without you really knowing. Yeah, they were. They were. Because my mom died in childbirth. She was giving birth to oh, me. Yes, sorry, I never met her. Yeah. I also never met my dad. I just heard about them. So I think writing that essay in grade 11 must have taken me back to, you know, how I wish things would be and maybe that would make yeah. them happy. Yeah. So when I read wow. that, I was like, I must have given it a thought. So mm-hmm. let me just dive into it. And turns out it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Wow, that's yeah. that's that that's pretty amazing. I didn't expect that story to turn there. But um, do you think, if you don't mind me asking, do you uh-huh. think um, you, you your parents are pleased in your choice? Yet your mom, of course that she's no longer with you or your dad, do you think wherever they are, they are pleased in terms of where you are? 
yeah, I like to think so because ever since I picked agriculture sciences, um, I have traveled the world, even so. Uh, my dad traveled a lot, so I got some pics of him. He was in the UK, he was in the Netherlands, he went to Sierra Leone. So, yeah, I think wherever they are, and seeing that I was their last child and I took up mm. this profession, I think they are happy wherever they are. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, so you decided, okay, agricultural sciences, did you do it again at the University of Zambia? Yes, I mm-hmm. I did it again. Oh, okay, fantastic. So speaking about your degree, you, your research um, was focused on evaluating sweet sorghum genotypes for high grain yield and bricks content. So can you please tell us more about this research, especially for people who don't know what BRICS content is and also just why is it so important? Okay. So uh, to begin with, okay, let me just start with the BRICS content. The BRICS content is simply the sugar levels in the sweet sorghum genotypes. And then that sugar can Mm. be used to make, uh, you can make energy out of it. Uh, you can also do a, a bunch of things with it, you know. But I was really interested in that research because sorghum, you know, in Zambia and most other sub-Saharan countries, we have mm. high temperatures here and the rainfall patterns are, are getting weird. We are receiving less rainfall. And so since we rely a lot on maize, and maize is not doing fine under those conditions, Sorghum seems mm. to be a better alternative because we can do anything that we do with maize with sorghum. And so and sorghum survives the environment. So I think it's high time that we started working in that direction. So I was looking at genotypes mm. that have a high grain yield to compensate for the uses that we we, we use uh, maize for that is making shimmer. I think you guys also have shimmer in Malawi, right? Yes, yes. Yes, I was looking at that, but at the same time, also trying to uh, negotiate the electricity, you know. People make electricity from sweet sorghum, like the way they do Mm. sugarcane, for instance. Yeah. Sugarcane also has a lot of demand in terms of of, uh, water. And sweet sorghum would actually, there are some genotypes that have the same amount of sugar that sugarcane has. And so if we could find those genotypes, we would use them in place of sugarcane and also in place of mm. maize. So that's one crop with multi-purpose. That was oh, why fantastic. I was interested in research. Mm. That is very interesting research that it's got so many alternative uses and um you know, it it can be the alternative for maize. And with that being said, um, you know, uh, being an agriculturalist myself, you know, we come up with all these suggestions for these local communities and farmers, like different mm-hmm. genotypes or varieties as an alternative to, for example, you're saying to maize. So now mm-hmm. the, the, the issue always comes down to the, public acceptance or rather 
the perception in this new crop that you're introducing as an alternative, right? So yeah, yeah. in the work that you guys have done, uh, maize has been something that people know, like you said, for Nsima, uh, PAP rather, um, and all these other uses. Do you think the farmers and the pub, the general public as a whole are ready to accept this new alternative, that being sorghum? Okay, so uh, we have some uh, provinces that are already growing sweet sorghum extensively. Mm. That's like in southern province, we have some areas as well as eastern province. But generally, it's going to be a challenge because people are still used to maize. And you know how yeah. hard it is to convince these people to change. <laughs> but I think... Yeah. Um, time will come when maize will eventually fail and then they'll have mm. no other alternative but to actually embrace the new genotypes that we're giving them. So I think at some point they'll realize that sweet sorghum or other alternatives are actually better than what they're currently using. So it's only a matter yeah. of time and I think people are still working hard and trying to come up with these genotypes that will be high yielding just mm. to try and convince people to switch, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the problem is that is that switch because they come in and they're like, yeah, but we've been doing this for so many years. Exactly. Um, <laughs> now you're telling us no, but yeah, it's, it's, it's that transition period that there's so many things in terms of the climate and, you know, the soils, things are changing. It's not always the same thing. So that's why the work of um, agricultural scientists like yourself and bringing in all these alternatives are so important. So, yeah. um, you know, with that being said, uh, you know, we've seen that the agriculture sector is so important especially now, you know, during this pandemic, right? The global pandemic, yeah. when uh, the lockdown happened, so many sectors, so many businesses, so many schools, but the agriculture sector was one that obviously had to stay open because people yeah. still needed to get fed. So in your view, yeah, <laughs> do you think researchers get enough support um, you know, by government institutions, for example, for young people wanting to pursue a f like, you know, the field like like you have. Do you think there's enough support? You can talk about this in your um in your country, in Zambia specifically. I don't you don't have to generalize um overall. Okay. Um well research I think most African countries are uh, a bit poor and a bit lagging behind when it comes to research and development. Mm. And I, I should say that from my experience, there are some research, there is some research that is being carried out, but I don't think it's enough. And mm. most of the extensive research that is being carried out in our country, I think is from foreigners. Foreigners are actually doing mm -hmm. more research in our countries than we are on our own. And at the end of the day, they, they come up with these you know, genotypes and whatnot, but from our environment, and then they end up selling them to us. And so mm. research is being done, but by our government, not so much. Mm. That is my opinion, I think, concerning the issue. Definitely. And speaking about foreigners, you mentioned that you're working for um, uh, a company from Portugal. Yes. Uh, would you mind explaining what you're doing there and, you know, 
giving us some more insight while we are on that topic? Okay. Um, so this company is called Eggens, mm. and right now they are doing a lot of projects with our government. I'm actually on two projects. So the first one yeah. was for farming and environmental climates and whatnot. So that one hasn't yet started, but the one that we're doing is not connected to agriculture. It's only okay. the next one that will start. It was supposed to start this year, but then because of you know the global pandemic that we're having right now, mm. yeah, that one had to wait a bit. So yeah, I think it's not agriculture related, but it's more into tourism. Okay. That's yeah. That's great. And Mark, you've taken like a different route. I remember when we were speaking off air, you're like, and you know, most of these people who you have are PhD people, but I like how your route is different. Would you want to pursue your studies further or um, now that you are working in industry, which is which is for some of us well, rather, let me speak for myself. Um, the <laughs> the decision to continue studying wasn't. Sometimes you end up here not necessarily because you took that conscious decision to be here, but because uh -huh. of circumstances and lack of availability of like employment. So you're like, yeah. let me just continue. Um, you know, studying. And I know with some people, they're like, oh my word, you really like to study, hey? And I'm like, no, I would love to work and earn money. <laughs> but, true, everyone wants so, to work. Yeah, you know, but circumstances have led us to continue our, um, our path. So your path is actually is actually different. So um, how did that go on? A, how did that happen where you decided to take that shift? Okay, so I told myself that after school, that's after my undergraduate, I was either going mm. to work or continue with school. Mm. And then if I continued with school, I was thinking it had to be something related to, I was, I was more interested in uh, horticulture and pathology. Oh, okay. Any of these two I would do. But if I found the right job, and well-paying, of course, I would actually go and of work. Course. <laughs> at this point, I have learned enough to actually mm. run an agricultural business, which was the main aim for me. Going into mm. agriculture, I wanted to come up with a firm, like a farm or any business that is agriculture-related and that would obviously help me make money. So mm. I thought at undergraduate level, I had enough knowledge i was well equipped to actually start up a business mm. so after i started working when i got a job i figured i'm not so much interested in going back to school to actually do horticulture or pathology right now i'm actually more interested in going back to school and maybe pursuing a business course Degree. Yeah, business degree. So I was thinking if I went back to school right now, I might do an MBA or mm. there's one that I actually applied for. It's a master's in finance. Mm. So I figured if I could combine my uh, business course with what I already have in agriculture sciences, that would help me become 
a better businessman in agri because at the end of the day, it has to be a business and the business has to make money. Mm. Mm. So that's where I stand right now. All right. That's, that, that's great. I, li- I like that. I like that. It is, you are right that um, you have to understand the, the business aspect of it. And um, sometimes, you know, just, just studying, we just learn too much of the theory and we don't really understand the practical sense of it. But yeah, it's really true. great that you, you are able to, you, you are trying to balance the two. And I think there's a beauty in that, that there's nothing wrong with either of the journeys. It's just that you had your, your vision and I like that you're sticking through with that vision. I feel like I'm betraying agriculture, you know, you're like, oh, maybe now just going to go into the business world before you know it, you'll be doing managerial stuff and you forget about the agri. But the truth is, I actually love agri. And wherever I go, I think I have to own a garden, I have to own land, yeah. do my planting. I, I, I can't forget about agri. At the end of the day, people have to eat. And yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely, I don't think, I don't think, I think if the, if, if it's still in your heart, you'll find a way to incorporate it. I think you'll just find innovative ways to incorporate it, you know, and yeah. to make money <laughs> from it. <laughs> I think, right. you know, like, yeah. let's, let's not run away from that. Like everybody wants to make money. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants right. to make <laughs> Everybody wants make to make money, and I mean, Africa has got so much potential, especially in terms of agriculture. Like you said, that we have other foreign foreign um, organizations or other foreign countries who are investing in Africa, especially in the agriculture field. But we as Africans, we we aren't. So it, it means somebody needs to exploit that as well. So clearly yeah. there's something here. Clearly there's something here. So um, apart from the from the the studying in terms of the business courses, um, what are your f- other future aspirations? Well, I think this is going to take you by surprise. But you know, when I was when I was young, mm. um, my well, my mom, not my biological mom, but the woman that raised me, yeah, uh, she used to call me her minister. Okay, and I've always held on to that. And at some point, even in uni, mm. I've actually thought about being president. <laughs> I wow. want to be president. Zambia at some point if God allows it I think I'd like to go into that field so politics politics <laughs> I, I like to say it yeah that, that's that's awesome wow okay so we can take this in August 2020 so 20 years later from now 2040 when you uh-huh. become president I will claim that I did the first interview with you. (laughs) (laughs) So I will be like, you know what, Mark, remember? Oh, no, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be able to call you, Mark. I'd be like, it will be Mr. President. He's excellent. Yes. (laughs) Your excellency. If you remember, I did the first interview with you. That's so great. I, I think it's really good that you don't box yourself into 
into things you you've you've allowed yourself to to adapt into so many different fields which is really really fantastic yeah we yeah. i think you have to be uh, uh, you just don't have to be one dimensional you, know, you need to have a lot of places that you can touch in order to you know survive at the end of the day it's all mm. about survive mm. yeah that's great and just lastly i just wanted to ask you what advice would you give to somebody is listening now and um, is inspired by your story um, and some of the things that you've said, um, what advice would you give them, especially if they want to go into the field of agriculture or, or the other many other boxes that you've, that you've mentioned? So uh, basically, I think what I would tell somebody is just to continue working hard. You know, at the end of the day, it's all about hard work and opportunities will come. And when they do, make sure you take them, work hard, stay humble. You never hurt anyone by being humble. And I think mm. everyone likes associating with somebody who's humble. So just hard work, be committed, give it your all. And if you love what you do, you're going to work hard for it. So, yeah, I think that's what I would tell them. Oh, that's some solid advice. And um, I hope somebody takes that and implements that, especially that that humility part. Humility, yeah, will take you very far. So I definitely agree with that. And Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It was so lovely. No, thank you for having me. It was, yeah, it was very good to be here. At least I feel, you know, I have something off my bucket list you know check check too many too many more your excellency this is just the beginning (laughs) (laughs) too many more and to everybody else who's listening um once again thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the root of the science podcast with your girl and with an e until next time goodbye